0: Oh, my oh, I thought he said <laughs> trade What's good? What's good, everybody, man? We live here, man. Spaces, what's
1: up?
0: <laughs> what's the five man? I got, I got five. I got Chaz I got Lido. Welcome in, Spaces. Brothers, how y'all doing, man? Maintaining energy. Maintain.
2: Always, uh, you know what I'm saying. We we bounce it back. We straight. What's up with y'all?
1: It's all good, man. Every day above ground, a good
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Everybody, you, uh, you, uh, tweeted, uh, you, you tweeted the YouTube
0: link, Chris? No, nah, nah, nah. That's something that someone needs to do. You know, our audience like to arrive late because I start late. So, yeah.
2: no, we just gave up all these black isms. I mean, of course they don't arrive late.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nigga like, oh, thing. you know, it ain't one thing. It's enough. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> oh, like, whoa, whoa. Hey man, hey, that's hilarious, dog. I got a. uh I got a, I got an older black dude that's in my uh that's in my job, that I see he working in service, and I work in the internet department. I walk, I walk past them, and we just have like just just black small talk that just don't make any sense. He's like, hey man, like, what's good, OG? Oh, uh, you know, just keeping one foot in front of the other. And we and we had these conversations just just every other day. Just ain't ain't, ain't nothing else else to really talk about. You know what I'm saying? I'm just waiting till Saturday. Just, I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mr. but Sam. him. Is, But we know, like what we, you know, but right. uh, uh, (laughs) So we are, uh, we are here to speak about. I know at the last time that we were, we were all together. We were having a conversation about lineup parents and what we thought would, would, you know, some of the, some of the more. I mean, we talked about everything, but we talked about some of the parents that we would like to see, some of the more interesting ones, but. You know, I know that there's been a lot of talk, and every time we see Trey Murphy on the. Or anytime I see Trey Murphy, it's a new workout video, right?
1: Boy, I'm putting it work. Work. <laughs> and boy, right. so work.
0: You, you can make what you want to make from it, but it makes me wonder about this quote unquote death line of We talked about it last week, and I'm curious to know, like, you know, we're going to talk a little bit deeper in regards to some of the basketball elements and some of the. You know the uh, maybe some surprise lineup that could close games that we aren't that some aren't thinking about. I'm gonna hold y'all for about for about maybe 30 minutes and uh, you know have some fun with it, man. So you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off here and I wanna I wanna start with Lito The starting lineup, or the projected starting lineup, is CJ, Herb, Bi, um, Zion, and Jonas Right. But if you ask most people and I can understand why most people don't believe that's going to be the lineup more times than not that you will see close game. Are they wrong or are they right? And why?
1: I mean <clears throat> that all depend it's it's all situational, right? It's situational, it depends on like what's going on and it, at the time of the game, what is the what is the lineup of the other team we're playing? Um, you know, are they going big? Are they going small? Are they like, you know, what's the score of the game? So I think it all just depends on, on the on those situations, and you know, I know you probably want to put. I know this is a death lineup conversation, right? So you you think to Golden State, you think of like what they put in in the fourth quarter, right? You think of that that type of lineup, and you want to match that up schematically. So, uh. So I think what everybody's saying is, is fuck it. Is JV gonna be in the game <laughs> at this point? Is that is that what they're asking? I mean, when you when you look at a good majority
0: of the of the lineup that I see posted, that people are you know excited about. Just you know, when you're in some of the conversations, I don't see Jonas's name a whole bunch.
1: Yeah, um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I I dig that, and I think that again, schematically, depending on who we're playing against. I agree with that. Like I, I, I mean, of course, I want Trey at the five, right? I want I want Trey to be my either my 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 my, my five. Let Zion be my four, and then you know all the way down. Bi, uh, CJ, and then but then see, this is the thing. Like, who do you have? Who who do you who are you gonna put at point? I think I think it's a lot. It's a lot of things that you can play within that lineup. It's I don't I don't think the death lineup can. It can go so many different ways, and I see my dog five. I see he had a bright idea, and I like to hear what he thinks.
2: All right. So, death lineup. Let me see. I'm gonna just say what what's gonna be my favorite lineup to see. Yeah. It's gonna be Bi, Herb, Trey, Jackson, and I Jose.
1: I knew he was gonna do this. Ooh.
2: That's gonna yeah. be my favorite one. This is why we're here. Keep going. If Jackson, if, if Jackson just becomes a good rebounder, I'm just being very, very limited on this. Like he just becomes, at minimum, a good rebounder. We're blowing people out with that lineup. Out. Jose was closing games because we didn't have another ball handler. CJ couldn't break break down the defense because they were pressing it. Like Jose had to play in the fourth quarter because of this. Oh, I, I already know what this is. Like. If Jackson just can rebound, that lineup, you have no you essentially have no weaknesses on defense. It, essentially, like you know, Jackson's a better defender, help side, and stuff like that. You really don't have that many weaknesses. I, I'm not even adding Zion to this. That's the
1: most exciting lineup to me. For me. Can I can I give you some can I give you some pushback on that? Yeah, it's cool. Can one can one become a good rebounder? Yes. Okay. Why? What? Because wow. it's,
2: it's essentially effort. It is it, nothing right? more than that. It is effort. Like that is the key to rebounding. If you, I mean, Jose had a game where he had ten rebounds. I think it was a Spurs game or something like that. Like he had a game where he had almost uh, almost ten rebounds. He's a smallest guy on the court, right? What like it doesn't it doesn't take much to, hey, the ball's shot. It's going long. Let's go run after. Like yeah, it, it takes a little skill to understand the bounce and where it's going but i mean you kind of have the analytics behind your back you really want to become a really good rebounder analytics are going to tell you most people the way they shoot they miss the same exact way most of the time Mm
0: -hmm. so so what i'm what i'm curious about i think um like you know the visuals on these right because we can't you know we we got a glimpse of some of these lineups um minus zion at the end of last year, I'm curious of how you know, because to me, and while you know, we named that episode death lineup and we you know we'll you know we'll get into like the what we think that that ultimate lineup is, but it is built. This this episode was built to talk about you know what we see, what we visualize, what a defense is going to be looking at and how they look to defend it, certain lineups that we like. Chaz, it doesn't even have to be a death lineup. Tell me Bob just gave an interesting one that I don't think it's talked about enough. Give me a lineup that you find interesting and then let's talk about um how you visualize it being put together. Who has the ball? What kind of status? Where are the rest of the the rest of the guys that are chairing the floor, where are they operating at? And how does the defense defend it? I think I think the first
3: question I have to ask myself is are we playing with the lead or, or? Are we trailing? Because if we're trailing, I think if, – if, if you're trailing, I think you have to have CJ and JB on the floor, right? If you're playing with the lead, personally, I want CJ and JB off the floor. Reason being is because CJ is prone to mistakes in in tight moments. Like, he going to dribble the ball for sport. He, he, he got that, that Drew gene. He got that, that that Drew gene. Like when it when the pressure gets high, is something something gonna happen. And with J V, you we've seen J V close some games and, and have big rebounds and big putbacks and knock down big free throws. But I think um a competent guard's gonna put him in a pick and roll, especially if he's paired mm-hmm. with CJ. I think if you're closing games with a lead, CJ and J V should never be on the floor at the same time. My my ideal lineup is the starters Mine replace CJ with Jose and put Trey at the five. That That's my ideal closing lineup. With, um, again, if you're playing with the lead, I want the ball in Zion's hands going downhill, kicking out to BI. Maybe they, you know, your turn, my turn, but I think that's when you employ point Zion when you just trying to put your foot on their neck and just kill them when you're playing with the lead. Um, BI, I mean, BI, we have seen his, uh, his playmaking. I think it depends on who's defending B.I. If I want him initiating the offense. Because um, it has to be somebody who BI can beat off the dribble. You know what I'm saying? If, if it's like if it's a guy who's gonna stop BI, I think that's gonna take away some of his playmaking. Jose, I I like I just want Jose standing in the corner somewhere and being an irritant on defense. That's all I want Jose doing. Jose standing in the corner, knock down wide open jumpers. Jose is good at probing, getting into the paint, things of that nature. But in that lineup, you really only have one knockdown shooter in Trey. And you know, I, if you're playing with a lead, it just it just leads leaves a lot more room for error versus trailing. So I, I personally would want Jose in the corner, Trey somewhere spraying the floor, and Bi and Zion going downhill.
0: So let me let me ask you something, Chad. You mentioned uh, in your uh, from how from how you see it, CJ is prone to making big mistakes. Mm-hmm. But does it does it change your view or your perspective at all? If or how much how much should we bring that to into consideration? If you're talking about a setup where the person that's going to have the ball in his hands making the decision is either Zion or Brandon. Like, if you're putting C.J. McCollum in a corner, you're putting him on a wing, and you're having him react versus, you know, react versus having to create, that doesn't – because most of the the mistakes that I remember, that I remember C.J. making is when C.J. was trying to do too much, he was dribbling, but he was at the point of attack, right? He was the one making the decision versus, oh, he's reacting to a closeout. He's the third swing in the ball rotation. Right. You know what I mean? That kind of that kind of setup looks different to me because the shot, the type of shots you're going to be looking at him taking are going to look way different than the ones when he's the one creating, deciding how the play is initiated.
3: Well, I say that. That's why I say it, it really depends on if you have the lead or not. Because if you have the lead, I'm more concerned about teams coming back. So if let's say if you're playing with the lead, you have uh, CJ and Zion on the floor together. That's two minus defenders that the opposing the, the team could easily score him. like th- it's going to be easy. And I mean, it depends on how much credit you give Brandon's defense versus if you're playing from behind, then you need as much offense as possible in that scenario. I would prefer CJ on the floor, but the reason why I wouldn't want him on the floor with the lead also is because, um, again, I've seen several games this season where the Pelicans had the lead. CJ's on the floor. And CJ makes critical mistakes. Go to the Denver game. You go to the uh, the Clippers games. I, I, you couldn't tell me CJ wasn't. Hey, uh, never mind. I'm not gonna say that.
0: But right. You, but, but, but that's what I'm asking. In those in no setups, Chaz. In no setups. In which we we know we know CJ not gonna give up the ball. Like,
3: see, if CJ is on the court with Brand, he's not gonna go gonna park in the corner. We like we got we got. Years I don't know if we know that. Seriously.
2: But I, I was just about to say when, when you look at the game, uh, the Spurs game, right, and see they had the the big explosion in the pause in the yeah. um, second quarter. A lot of that was off Jose, like he was the secondary yeah. guy, isn't it? Like I think I think Chris makes the point, like that's what he was with Dane. and then a lot of the stuff in in those middle quarters where him and Dane would alter, alternate. Yeah, but he's playing against not the starters like he playing against people he know he has the advantage on Wait, are when we talking about get...
3: closing the game or we just
2: it it like, well, well, I was just saying in general but even in closing if that's the case like if he's not the primary ball handler, he is better you're yeah. taking the ball out of his hand like he is better like I think that's what Chris saying if you're gonna there's no reason to have Jose out there if he's not dribbling the basketball like if he, if Brandon and Herb are dribb- dribbling the ball up the floor what's the point of having Jose out there I right. would rather to have Jose's
3: defense out there
2: I, I, and this is my another pushback. We talk about the death lineup of the um, the Warriors. Mm. Curry, Poole, both negative defenders. Would you say they're not great defenders? Is Poole,
3: if, is, we, we consider Poole a death lineup right now, oh, like uh, the Warriors. I say that because that team really only won one what time so far. Before right. before they had Draymond, <laughs> Iggy, Clay, okay. Steph, and uh, what was the other cat?
1: Remont, Iggy, play. Uh,
2: uh, Looney. But what I'm saying is all of those guys aren't A-plus defenders. Yeah. No. No. It's a, it's a team thing. We had we had Drew and AD on the team. We weren't in a top 10 defense or top 15 defense. It's all yeah. about the mindset of the team. If you can play a really good team defense, none of that shit really matters. If, if we can just be a good defensive team and you know these these turnovers. We turn we turn people over, and we can get points off that. Then it doesn't really matter who's cool. on the floor. Right.
0: You know what I'm saying? But so Toledo. Go ahead, R- Lito, Real quick, let me let me let me ask you something because I I see this a lot online, and I've heard it a lot in in, in a bunch of different content. It's been I, I I don't um I think one of the reasons I I enjoy our conversations is because we keep it e- even coming from the spaces we keep it balanced, right? You know we try to yeah. Um, you know, we uh, my opinion is that, you know, we try to keep it as objective as you can, whether it's a positive thing to say or the negative thing to say, and really don't try to sway on you know on either side too much more than another. My question is that I see a lot of people when they put these lineups together and they're saying, Oh, well, defensively I'm worried about this, defensively I'm worried about that, if doing this versus are we not given enough Faith or enough uh, belief in how powerful or overwhelming the Pelicans could be offensively, to mm-hmm. so where it may not matter, uh, like their defensive efficiencies nights, deficiencies night to night may not matter as much. Like if you're coming out with Zion, Bi, and CJ, and let's say these guys are you know Trey, whatever the lineup is, but if you're having three to four supremely gifted offensive guys who can all get their own. Right. I mean, I don't know if it's a if it's a large group of other NBA teams that have that if they're playing as one, right? Do do you think do you think people are given enough credit when building these lineups to how overwhelming the Pelicans could be offensively? Do you think we're focusing too much on what could go wrong on the other side of the floor, or is it being called fair? Is it being called the
1: right way? I mean, it's a lot of we, we're fans of a New Orleans team, right? It's a lot of it's a lot of pessimistic views in it. You 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 you're not seeing the glass for how full it is. You're always looking at it from an adverse view. But I'm gonna say this: Look at Golden State, right? I'm gonna say Golden State last year. Like, yeah, they were <clears throat> at times they were a good defensive team, but they overwhelmed you offensively. Like, they, they you and I feel like if you look at the Pelicans and you look at. You look at Bi. You look at Zion, CJ, Trey, JV, whoever. You throw them in there. You got a lot of guys on the team who could score. And to me, that shit feels like so. So, cause you remember when we hopped off the plane in Vegas and that heat would just, just felt like an oven. You opened the oven, that shit was overwhelming. It was sweltering, right? I feel like offensively we can be that. You like Had that? A pretty at night, by the way. Yeah, I feel like offensively we could we can seriously be that. I think that there's a point that you you're not going to have an answer for what we do because who again we said this last pop who are you gonna double who are you gonna leave a man for you can't you can't cover everything you gotta give up something so at some point bi get his zion get his cj get his hell jv get his but the thing is like yo it's only five people on the court everybody is not gonna be able to you you can't especially if the If the ball is moving, bro, you're not gonna be able to you know what I'm saying, move around and and, and get back to it. But yo, can I add one thing to that? So so Chaz was saying just Chaz was saying about uh, Zion, he wanted Zion with the ball. Personally, like I think I would want BI with the ball just because of what I saw in the playoffs. You know, you coming off seven assists a game and that's what I was on, right? So I feel like if you add Zion to that mix, again, who are you going to double? Who are you gonna leave? You you going to let B.I. get his, you know, you're going to let the, the ball is not, not going to stick. And I think and I think too, like what what uh, what five said about uh, CJ, I, I saw a lot of CJ deflecting the B.I. last year at times. And and I think see excuse me, CJ was letting B.I. know that he was the man because when there was a there was a point. That <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 just, I, I just I just made a rap, but don't trip. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like um CJ is is a is a veteran and he's equipped enough to get his points. So like it don't really matter who got the ball. He he can score 15 in a spurt. You know what I'm saying? He can he can do a run. It don't it don't really matter at that point.
0: And look, I mean he's a really good spot up shooter. I you know what I mean? I mean but I'm I'm looking at it. I'm just visually putting it together cuz I don't know exactly how it's going to go. But me whether Zion or Brandon has the ball. If it's a, if it's at the top of the key and they're running a the two man Right? And you got and I, I tweeted this. And you got CJ on one on on one hash one wing. You got Trey on another. And whether the fifth is Larry Nance and J V in a dunker spot or whether it's whether they overload a side and have Herb, you know and Herb's closing, and he's either in the corner or he's cutting backside. Like what Zion, how many how many pitches have we seen? No matter even when JJ Reddick was on the floor, where when Zion had the ball Everybody that was on the opposing team had their eyes and was motioning towards him. So who do you lead? You can think, you know, CJ is um an exceptional spot up shooter. What do you do?
3: Well Jessica official.
0: But that's um crazy. like what I, so, I, I mean that's 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 how I'm looking at it.
3: I think the question becomes I, I guess to to Lito's point, I have to ask
1: mm-hmm.
3: two things. It's a two-part question. One how long do we think it takes for Brandon? Because Brandon seems to have the most difficulty adjusting to new talent on the floor. Yeah. How long do we think it takes for Brandon to adjust into this that lineup? And when you to go back to the Warriors that lineup when it was like Harrison Barnes was the other guy. That's who it was. Yeah. So when it goes when you go back to Harrison the Harrison Barnes lineup. The, the, the only reason I say mainly with CJ not one CJ on the a, on a floor in a, a leading position also is because you look at those other lineups, you have players that give you other things aside from scoring. Right? I said this before, I really don't know what CJ does aside from score at this point. I'm not even really that fucking sure what Zion does aside from score at this point right now. Right? right. But so, I'm just like, <clears throat> I think I want people with as many, like, intangibles on the floor as possible. Like, a motherfucker who's going to dive on the floor for the ball. A guy who's going to draw tech on the other yeah. team. You know, there's people who do other things, like do the grunt work. Because I got two or three scores on the floor at any given time. Well, two or three people who can score
2: on the floor at any time.
1: I, I, my bad, 5. My bad. You sure? I, my,
2: I think my point of this is, can we intellectually grow on the basketball floor and I mean that especially like defensively and off like yeah the other team is making a run cool how do we get a stop like that's gonna tell me who we are like yeah we can score in bunches but the other side of it like you ain't gotta be a great defender to stop somebody like I, I, it ain't it ain't rocket science to stop somebody on the basketball floor yeah, okay there, there's the KD's the Kyrie's the LeBron's the Luca's, that's them. Yeah. But everybody else, you know, at some point can be, can be, you know, put on, put on ice for a second. We just gotta be smart about it. Like we've been bottom three in three point uh percentage, like guarding the three. If like the last three years, at some point, are we going to get better at that? Like, what's the goal of our defense? Are we pushing people to the, to the rack? Are we trying to force them to shoot pull-ups? Like what's the purpose? And I think we don't know that collectively as a team.
1: I, I agree. I agree with, with with that. And and Chaz, like that's a great question, bro. Honestly, because you do. If you look at the Warriors team, right, you had Gary Payton on the floor. You you got a guy who, the the purpose of that lineup to me is like switchability all throughout offense and defense, right? So like looking at it, all right. So you got you got variables. You got you got the other guys who have to pick up slack in that so you got trey who's a guy who can do multiple things whether that's you know offense and defense uh offense if he's not shooting he's athletic he can rebound he can he can cut right i wouldn't mind having herb in it herb herb is a herb can handle a ball and and you heard willie say that he wants herb to 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 (laughs) You, you heard willie say you want herb to to be more point guardish this year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Shout out to Jessica. Uh, <laughs> you you want him to be more point guardish this year, right? And then and then you got Jose, who can you know be an uh, actual leader of a team uh, on the offensive side of the ball, right? Defend, uh, get other guys in position, and can make shots. But let me say this: so I wouldn't mind having a lineup with Larry Nance, Trey, Zion, Bi, and Earth. Can I can I make a point? You yeah. he said switchability. Yeah,
2: I like you We talked about it in the beginning of the show. It's been a lot of Trey Murphy uh, videos this summer.
1: Yeah.
2: Also, another a lot of videos I've been seeing is this man Dyson Daniels. I know Chaz. Yep. I know. But if you're talking about switching, and then I said he's a he's a guard. Right. And then we talk the uh, hey, and then the shot he looked. Hey, bro, he got Chet off the dribble. I said, oh, not too hard
1: on myself.
0: No, not five. You're right. Right. And I was, was leading to, <laughs> to that. That fits, Chaz, exactly every, everything that you're talking about in <laughs> regards to intangible. What, uh, look, look, look at the lines In regards to defense. In regard to, like, he fits that. He fits it. I mean, like, six six seven, six eight. So, you know, <laughs> I I think that he's the guy at some point is going to be – he's going to work his way into his, into this discussion that we're going to have at some point
1: who he moves
0: out, it's going to be, you know, I mean, you're going to have to, it could be matchup related, or it could be something like, no, I'm interested. That's, that's in when moving out. Jay is out. Yeah. Right. because I think something that we need to speak about are the death lineups when certain, when a certain guy is out of the game, you know, or when a certain, you know, when a certain individual wow. is hurt, right. <laughs> if TJ is not playing and Dyson Daniels is playing, well he easily slides in as someone that I would want to be a part of closing the game
1: put his hand up
3: i'll say this right and i've been i've been maintaining this point okay if dyson daniels is on the floor three things have happened right he's either incredible and you can't keep him off the floor right someone's hurt or we suck two out of the three of those things have some shit has gone wrong, right? <laughs> so if Dyson Dames is on the floor, some shit more than likely has gone wrong. A- absolutely wrong. This, this person is out for the season. <laughs> this, this motherfucker is out of here, right? Or, or. Who knows? Maybe you swung a huge trade and your debt your that is a little thin now so you got to play Dyson. But if Dyson ain't a part of that trade, I don't, I don't know. But e- e- either way, um, yeah, in an ideal world, Dyson or even, a, you know, Alonzo-type player who Dyson kind of projects to be um, would be would be ideal D- defense. Um, Could possibly hit a wide-open jumper, could facilitate a little bit, is a connector on the floor. So, I'm not gonna say Dyson specifically, but a, a, in the perfect world, Dyson a Dyson Daniels type would would be ideal. I'll say that.
0: <laughs> Dyson Daniels. Uh, no, I, I mean I, it, you know what, man. I will say this: it's just it's good to have to have options, to have talented options. One way, one way or another, is where you can even have the discussion, right? You know, Jose Alvarado closed a lot of important games last year. Right. How does that? Who's to and he was a big part of, I mean, you could you could think of, I could think of many, I, I could think of a handful of games it was him being on the floor it was like, no, he had to be there. He yeah. had to be out there. He was that Definitely. important. Um, you know, I mean, you could, I am comfortable with saying in regards to that size, if we're talking guards, because, I mean, B.I. bi can play in most suit-up positions and he's probably the best point guard on the team. But if we're talking like actual guards, considering B.I. is a wing, Jose is the best natural point guard on the team. That That's matters, him. like, what if the team – if the team is unorganized, and we saw it all throughout the year, once Jose got going, when the team was unorganized, outside of Brandon, the person nine times out of ten that would put things together and kind of calm everyone down, it would be Jose. Right. And, you know, I, I mean, you know, I know that, that Phoenix series, him having to fight through those screens and some of those, you know, some of those games that Chris Paul had, you know, was tough. And it it put – but Jose answered. And he made plays on both sides of the floor throughout I, I do wonder how that will look in certain matchups as things um, go along, because Jose's not a guy that you can really – I don't think you can count him out in these type of setups. He's not a guy that I don't think you can tell. No, he's, he's naturally a pest. He's naturally built to prove you wrong. Yeah.
3: I, yeah. I think it would be real difficult to justify not having – how many 20-point leads have we seen the Pelicans blow over the years – you finally get a guy who understands time and basketball circumstance and things of that nature. And we know, I mean, the coaching staff is coming back pretty much the same. So we really counting on internal growth. and these motherfuckers, a lot of these players are veterans. So it's like, you know, what, you know, y'all ain't get it by now. You kind of want somebody who naturally understands what's happening on the floor. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, how many timeouts we got? Oh, I need the file right here. Oh, this is happening. Like, you know, can I get yeah. the inbound? Can I, you know, can I get yeah, the all get in in with, inbound? with That's, he has you know, five like, files.
0: Let yeah, me like, Where,
2: just, yeah, where is the where? Yeah, how does that happen? That's what I really want to know. Uh, how does the intellectual growth process happen? Is it just older players, or is it on the coaching staff? Is it on the front office, or just on the player themselves?
0: I, what? You, yeah. Go ahead. Well, if, I, if I, let me ask you, like, you think my my thought, and I don't know if it's a fact. Necessarily, but my thought is like sometimes the IQ collectively change when winning is you know is involved. You got guys that are that are doing less for self and they're doing more for team. Right? so I would, I would just disagree. Okay. I mean, I mean I'm not saying I'm not saying that that, that that changes someone who just has a low basketball IQ, but I'm saying that it helps a guy like I'm not gonna throw anyone anyone under the bus. <laughs> But it helps the individual that maybe is normally equipped to go for highlights in certain situations, and instead of him going for a highlight off of a, off of a pick and roll, he'll stop and he'll make the correct pass to the corner on a certain play. I'm not saying it fixes them, it cures them, but I'm saying that I, I'm, I'm asking if, if you think winning helps certain individuals,
2: The only thing I can say is playing more helps certain individuals. You can literally say that by playing meaningful basketball, let's just say that. In a a sense, you would say winning gets you in a place where you're playing meaningful basketball. The more meaningful basketball you play, the, the better you have to think. And the more times you're in that situation, the more times you know what you're supposed to do rather than these Twenty-point wins or twenty-point losses that we we'll, that we would have to deal with. It's the you know five-point games. Those those cut though, hard games to win. Those are the games that you learn from, right? Learn basketball. And I just think if you played more, you would lo- you would know more, and you would know more by playing in these meaningful games. And then we just haven't yet. And, and hopefully, we continue to do uh, based off of what we did last year.
0: And you build trust, right? You build trust, you build yeah. you build chemistry. I think that matters. Some some people are just are just smart no matter no matter who they play with. I watched Larry Nance the first game, even if it didn't jump off the box score, there was just little things that he did not knowing who he was yeah. playing with, knowing that okay, I gotta get the ball up the court here, off the rebound. Yeah. You know, uh I gotta I gotta set the screen, I gotta make sure that, that the ball I have to redirect these people that I just met in certain areas defensively, the communication. Some of those things are just in you. Yeah. Um but I do that. That was a really good question. It made it probably deserved its own its own spotlight. Um, I want to close with Trey, guys, and Lido. Lido, I want to start with you. Yeah. We've seen enough videos and highlights and, and 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 workout NBA summer workout footage to know not to buy into it too much. <laughs> but I, yeah. I want to know what what you think about what you've seen from Jose and Trey. Yeah. In some of these videos, um, what do you take from it? And does any of it change what you're interested in looking at or looking for from them once the season starts?
1: Well, first things first things first, yeah, like you can't take summer videos to heart, but I'm gonna tell you this I didn't need these videos from Trey in order to believe. I believed already. I believed in his I believed in his when he, w- once he started getting confidence in himself i mean the talent is there you can see it but once he started to believe at the end of the in the last season and the playoffs going into the playoffs or whatever, like yeah i mean looking at him this you know looking at him playing against other nba guys man i i'm i'm telling you man sky's the limit bro i don't even know if there's like a cliche i could put there like that that mr Kennyson son <laughs> He good. He he gonna be good, man. I, I I really think that you know the the defensively he's gonna take a step. Offensively, like I know people were saying they just wanted him to work on like spotting up and uh you know for the catch and shoot and shit. But nah, man, I want I want him to work on all of that because there's gonna be some points in the game where you know what I'm saying he might be the primary score on on the on the floor, right? You know, like who knows what their lineup is, but it, it'll be some points where I want Trey to continue to test that line, bro. Be a line stepper, like touch uh, test all areas of the game. I want him
2: habitual line stepper.
1: Habitual, please be mm-hmm. a habitual line stepper. I, 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 I definitely. Uh... Y'all can hear me.
0: Yeah, we can hear.
1: You. Oh, Lala said she can hear. Me. You, could,
0: um, you could, I mean, I don't know if you could bring the mic a little bit closer to you, but that.
3: What, i, I think I, it's like you coming in on the left side but not the right side oh my
1: fault. my fault. it's this better it's this better oh yeah <laughs> nah so so i definitely i i think that uh i think i think Trey's gonna be I think Trey's gonna be special man Trey's gonna be special jose jose same i mean hell like i saw jose on a Puerto Rican national team like Taking the big shots, I saw put Jose taking the shots that like the best player on that team is supposed to take, and he was not scared to do it. You know what I'm saying? And then you, if you company that with his defense, again, I think Jose is a guy like Chris said. He he cannot be counted out. You can't count him out. I think he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> grow. I'm, I'm, I don't think he's gonna be a superstar. Don't get me wrong, but I do think like as far as. I hate this word. As far as linear growth, as far as like progression, as far as just being a guy who like he's just he's there for the moment, bro. He got that. He got the dog. It's the dog effect, bro. Jose has got the intangibles that you cannot count. You it's the things that you can't put a finger on. Like you, like Chris, you were saying. <clears throat> I think these two guys in general. Jose is a guy. You know, you play somebody at a gym, like you play with them, and and, and you get in the, they get in the game. Or whatever, and you can just tell it's certain five chill, it's certain things that they do. It's certain things that they do. You just be like, yo, he go. Hoop. I can see it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I think those two guys just have it. So Okay. Um
0: Chaz, when when you watch these videos, right, you know, a lot of time and one and one of the things I learned, especially during this offseason, that is that there are a bunch of guys that work on things. Right to better their game, and others work on preparing themselves for, um, just really overloading on the things that they did well last year, based on what they think their role is going to be to start the year. How you mentally prepare for it is really is really up to you, right? But um, you know, I've been seeing playing a lot of different, a lot of you know, movement, working off the ball, right? You know, catching catching the ball, not not a bunch of standing still. You're not like you're not seeing a bunch of videos of him. Standing in a corner, what we saw last year. He's moving with the ball, without the ball. We're seeing mid range. We're seeing you know step backs. We're seeing now. You don't know how often you'll have the opportunity to do that, but there will be games when those things will be present because we saw it from last season's version of Trey in the Laker game uh that was in that was in New Orleans. Um, Chaz, for you when you watch these things, we probably had about five more minutes before we get out of here. I know I gotta go. Um, when you look at these videos, how much do you take from them? Cause it's a balance of what the, what this individual is working on in some cases in empty gym, you know um, versus what they will be asked to do when they are around their teammates, when the season starts. Oh man. See, I'm,
3: I'm a, I'm a lead with love. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. I, I love to see guys having fun, you know, on the court, but I'm not, I'm not blown away by these workouts. But the reason I say that is because when I see Trey jump into a behind-the-back dunk, people are like, oh, my God, like, like Skip to Malou just shook somebody. I'm like, dog, he's 6'10". Like, you know, I, I'm, my mind isn't blown by that. I think he's going to be a great player. I just want Trey to focus on the three assets, sprints, shooting, and strength. I want you to just run around the perimeter. That's all I need you to focus on. I say that because if shit go left this upcoming season, right, and he's put in the position that he like, he doesn't get a chance to showcase these skills and he kind of neglects some of the things that make him so good already, people are going to say, oh, we grabbed him to be a shooter. He can't shoot. It's because he spent all this time working on his handle, spent all this time doing this, spent all this time doing that. It's like, no, focus on what makes you good, bro. You're good. Like, you're going to get the chance. Of course, his ceiling, I think his ceiling is pretty high. And I think maybe year after next, when you have a better understanding of the team and things of that nature, I think that's the time to start adding to your game, right? I think he needs to do as much as possible to keep him on the floor. And what keeps him on the floor is him being a great rebounder, a great shooter, Mm -hmm. right? A solid defender. I, I, I don't really need you to do the north thing you know what i'm saying i think that's what north fucked up at the like
1: north.
3: like dude you just just focus on driving don't worry about you know you got your t cooper leg sleeve. you're doing the, the step backs and all that like we don't we don't need all that like just we brought you here we need you to drive t- you are the only person who can attack the paint drive to the paint drive to the paint you know what i'm saying drive to the paint is he Tia
2: cooper hall of fame Hall of Ooh, Fame. It's Generation. Generation.
3: Yeah, cool. Now, now, that's a legend. James, you know, there's a lot of people who said they wasn't going to forget how to shoot. Jonas Valanciunas mm-hmm. forgot how to shoot the second half of the season. People forget how to shoot. <laughs> like, my mother throw the ball, at, start throwing the ball at the rim at a certain point. It, it just – Look, Devontae Graham forgot how to shoot. <laughs> I that like, one. people forget how to shoot. It happens.
0: Five, man. Uh, and closing, anything? Uh, what, I guess, what gets you most excited, if anything, in trying to, you know, from whatever you personally take from these workout videos, whether it be Jose or Trey, um, what, how do you apply it into what you think that you're going to see once September and October and, and beyond works around?
2: Yeah, I don't really get mad at the, the dribbling into a shot. Like, I that I hope that's, probably what you're looking at right the chris brickley videos that you see is the in and out dribble through a screen and then him having to rotate to a shot like i get that hence if you if you just break that off he won't be the primary ball handler like he won't probably get a screen at all of the season to to do that but what what will happen if he knocks down a couple of those catch and shoots what will happen he will have to give that punk And it will have to be that same exact move that he's been practicing this whole summer. Now, it may not look like that from these videos, but he has to have a counter because that's what happened these, what? Because that preseason, he looked amazing, right? And then that first game of the season, all hell broke loose because they already knew what he wanted to do. Yep. So he had to find a counter. This is his counter. This was his time to work on said counter. So beginning of this season, he won't have to worry about that. I don't think he's gonna get into this. Like, shooters go through slumps; like that shit happens. Like just like baseball, hitters go through slumps. It's gonna happen. But if he can just be consistent in what he does, yeah, I don't want to see him doing, you know, in and out dribbles and trying to break. Like nah, like cool. But I don't think he does that anyway. I think he's been progressively getting better at what he needs to work on. They they know he's gonna be a shooter, but he also needs to have that secondary action to get a shot off. And and I think he's done that.
1: I, I think he's got well prepared. To you gotta work on it. Yeah, you, you got you gotta at least be able to do it.
0: Yeah. yeah, and some of these guys just know, just just love hooping, man. They just love basketball. I mean, you know, it's what we would go. If I now I was gonna say in in fifteen
2: years, ten to fifteen years, Trey Murphy the third, he got gotta have a conversation about that. He's going to be in the the Players Association. Like, he's going to be either assistant president or or whatever, vice president or whatever. Like, he's going to be in that role. Like, you can see it. You can see the navigation towards that, you know, talking to CJ. He's nice working out with Chris Brickley. He was working out at the uh, NBA PA place. Like, yeah, you can see the migration. Like, he's going to have a hell of a career. Shooting is just the start of it.
0: Yep. All right. A bunch of a bunch of good points, man. Look, man, I appreciate y'all. Uh, you know, making time on y'all Tuesday Tuesday evening. I'm gonna let y'all get out of here. Uh, you know, Lito, I'm gonna start with you, man. Tell everybody, tell everybody where to follow, you, where to follow you at, and what you have upcoming. Then we'll go to five, and we'll go to Chaz and
1: close out. Man, uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, Lito L I T O T H E. Excuse me, L I T O underscore T H E G A W D. Party pardon my back uh man i'm i got i'm writing you know what i'm saying i'm i'm potting i got a whole bunch of shit man i'm just doing it just follow me on twitter you, you'll see
2: bye yeah no nah, man it's uh you follow me on twitter conrad reed with the k uh i just be talking i'll be on here on everybody pod, just running it up uh i got an article coming out this week um i'm finishing it up uh, a couple different drops and stuff like that coming out um but yeah, man, we just be chilling. Shout out, Chaz. Yo,
3: uh, you know I do the show weekly. Uh, Duncan Robinson forgot how to shoot. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> people uh, just, I sometimes dog, I just, uh, I just I, you know <laughs> what Jay said. Fell from top ten and not mention at all to Devontae Graham jump shot better than yours. Ooh, like yeah. focus on what you do, dog. Like, <laughs> no, no, just focus on what you do. But um, yeah, you know, check out the show this uh, this week. Got some new episodes coming out. Appreciate all the support at Chatter Chaz. You know, now I go. All
0: right, y'all, man. Appreciate y'all pulling on, man. This will be on. This will be on Apple. This will be on. This will be on Spotify. You catch it. You go go back on YouTube and watch it, Adam. Appreciate y'all, fellas. If y'all need anything? Y'all know where to find us at. We're in space. Now we out.